United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. I'm Julie Mason. Ambassador William B. Taylor is Vice President for Russia and Europe at the U.S. Institute of Peace. In 2019, he served as Charged Affairs at the U.S. Embassy in Kiev. During the Arab Spring, he oversaw U.S. assistance and support to Egypt, Tunisia, Libya, and Syria. He served as U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine from 06 to 09. Ambassador, good morning. Thank you for joining me. Morning, Julie. It's great to be here. Uh, can you can you tell us like what what you saw over the weekend where where the situation stands in Ukraine and how well equipped the Ukrainians are to hold off the Russians? So the amazing thing uh, over the weekend and continuing into today is that the Ukrainian military continues to hold off this overwhelmingly large Russian military assault. Um, the Ukrainian military is is fighting to keep the Russian military out of major cities. Um, again, uh, the Russians have a lot more soldiers and a lot more tanks and a lot more equipment than the Ukrainians do, and the Ukrainians are putting up a, a hard fight. Um, also over the weekend, though, Julie, um, what you see is the international community more broadly. You see nations that are expressing their strong support for Ukraine and their outrage um, at Russia. I mean, mm-hmm. Russia is now, Julie, a pariah state. Mr. Putin is a war criminal. It is clear that the, that the international community, that the world community at the U.N. and virtually all other organizations recognizes this unprecedented, unprovoked, unjustified aggression by Russia against Ukraine. So the, the, the international tide is clearly turning against Russia. You know, what's interesting is to read about some of the effects of the sanctions from the West that we've seen. Uh, one that's st- stuck out in my mind particularly was basically a halt to, like, short-haul flights between Russia and Europe. And, and the notation that middle-class Russians had really for so long now enjoyed easy trip to Italy or easy trip to London. And, and now that's cut off. They're cut off from that. And, and it just seems to me day-to-day life is about to be severely impacted there. It is going to be severely impacted, and it's it's sad but true that it's everyday Russians that are going to pay the price mm-hmm. for, for Vladimir Putin's aggression and his decision and his ego. Um, there's, again, no reason for this other than President Putin wants to be seen somehow as a great Russian leader. He's going to go down in history as an autocrat who killed hundreds of thousands of people, and we've no what history has said about previous autocrats who have done that in the last century. He will be in that category. Um, and it's and it's too bad for the Russian people. They, you know, they, they obviously have some, uh, many of them seem to have some reservations, to say the least, about what's happening. Thousands now jailed for protesting. Absolutely. And it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse, Julie, before it gets better. The economic sanctions that we just talked about are going to make the Russian people's lives poorer. There's Mm -hmm. just no doubt about that. And there are a lot of Russian soldiers being killed in Ukraine. The the Ukrainian military is is effective uh, at defending themselves. And what that means is they are stopping Russian attacks and Russian tanks 
and Russian soldiers coming across the border into Ukraine, and those Russian soldiers are being killed. Ukrainian soldiers are being killed. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. Ukrainian civilians are being killed. Let's be clear. But the Russian soldiers, uh, who many don't even know why they're being sent into Ukraine, they're being killed. And when they go back to their villages and their towns across Russia for burial, those families are going to be asking why are our sons and daughters and fathers and brothers being killed for for no purpose, mm-hmm. for no purpose? That, mm-hmm. together with this worsening economic situation, is going to cause a great – is already causing, as you point out, Julie, already causing a great backlash in Russia against this invasion. Of course, that's, that's part of the uh, rationale behind these sanctions, to divide Putin from s- support from his own people. That's part of the rationale. The other part of the rationale is to, frankly, weaken the Russian economy. Mm. Um, If the Russian economy is weakened, um, then it will be less able to pursue this war. This war is expensive. Um, Mm. And the the thought that the Russians may be able to occupy Ukraine. Ukraine is a large large country, size of Texas, size of France. And, and to think that the Russians can occupy this and control this is hard to believe. It's impossible to believe. They can't do it. And the Ukrainian people will resist, and it will be extremely expensive even for the Russians just to try. Ambassador, um, what prospects do you have for these chats between Zelensky and Putin today? Well, of course, neither President Zelensky nor President Putin will be at these talks. They mm-hmm. have sent delegations. Um, uh, the the Ukrainian delegation is headed up by a deputy foreign minister, so it's a credible, well-prepared, uh, experienced delegation that will be there ready to talk if there's something to talk about. The Russians, on the other hand, have sent a former culture minister, um, which suggests to me and others that – the Russians are not serious about about these talks. A culture However, minister. <laughs> a culture minister, a former culture minister, oh. exactly. Um, and Ambassador, what do you make of the decision by Belarus to throw its lot in with Russia? No surprise, Julie, sadly. Um, uh, the president of, uh, of Belarus, uh, Lukashenko, has been under the thumb um, of, uh, of President Putin since President Lukashenko lost his bid for re-election overwhelmingly, um, and he had to go to and get support from uh, President Putin. So there's no surprise that uh, the Belarusians have thrown in with the Russians. Um, and, and the conduct of President Biden, he seems, it seems like we would probably be hearing from him more on this, on the subject of Ukraine. I mean, he's busy today with other stuff, but he is having meetings with allies. President Biden and indeed his whole administration has been remarkably active, uh, unprecedented diplomatic effort to rally the international community, NATO, the European Union, other European states, the Far East, the Japanese, the Australians. Um, It's been an unprecedented diplomatic effort to both rally the support for Ukraine, oppose Russia and put sanctions, serious sanctions, international sanctions uh, on the Russians. The Russians have lost in the U.N. due to a strong support, strong effort by the Biden administration. So this has been a major effort. Um, President Biden and President Zelensky have stood shoulder to shoulder. I am sure that President Putin 
is astounded, is surprised, is dismayed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the unity of these of these two together. Uh, it certainly seems like Russia has been surprised by the uh, by by the the force or or the ferocity of the Ukrainian you know sort of uprising, the civilian uprising, and and how effective their military has been. Of course, the question is how long can the Ukrainians maintain that? That is indeed the question. But there were people asking exactly that question after the first day. Mm. Um, and said, how long can the Ukrainians hold that? Well, here's the fifth day, um, five times as long as some people thought. They are fighting hard, but you're right, Julie. They're, they're, it's 10 to 1. It's 10 to 1. Mm-hmm. The, the odds uh, are, are stacked against the Ukrainians. They are fighting for their own home. They're fighting for their own land. They're fighting for their own freedom. Um, and that gives them a motivation that the Russians just don't have. The Russian soldiers just don't have. So they are valiant, they're brave, they're effective, uh, but there is, uh, they're fighting against overwhelming odds. Really wonderful insight from you, Ambassador. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Julie, thanks for having me. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.